just, Father, as we come to your word now, that you would um, give me all I need for this task and not me for this task. Give us ears to hear. We've had a lot of talk. Um, refresh our ears, our hearts to hear from you, that God, you would speak to us. Use this time for your purpose and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. We've got 15 minutes to finish up. Michelle's going to hand out a bit of paper and a pen, and I'm going to ask you to do, ask you to, to do a bit of work today. On our one side of the piece of paper is the Lord's Prayer. This is the, uh, our final week in our Pray With Purpose series, I promise. I said that a couple of weeks ago. This is message six. And what I'm going to ask you to do, as we look at the Lord's Prayer, I'm going to ask you to write the prayer out in your own words. Not yet. As I break it down verse by verse, I'm going to ask you to write out your, in your words, your way, um, what our Jesus wants you to pray. Don't do it yet. We'll get to that in a few minutes. Last week, I, uh, I shared with you um, the privilege I had to meet John Maxwell. I couldn't find the picture. There it is. There's a picture of me and Uncle, our brother Sam Riley and Mr. Sam Maxwell, one of the absolute heroes. Huh? What do I call him? Sam Maxwell. Oh, he's Sam Riley. He's like Sam Maxwell. He's pretty awesome. Uh, John Maxwell is one of, the, one of my heroes in the faith. He's a Christian leader, and, and I shared a couple of weeks ago that as I, was, as I knew I was going to meet him, I, w- I was thinking to myself, what am I going to say to this guy? What do you say to one of your heroes? G'day. That's what I did. I said, I said thank you, and I wanted to ask him questions on leadership. I wasn't, I wasn't sure, and I got stuck about what to ask this guy. And, and as I thought about that, I, I, I thought, and this is what I shared last week, that I sometimes think that when we think about God, and what we should say to him, we can sometimes get stuck about, well, what should I say to him? What should I talk to God about? The God who is all-powerful, the creator, the one who sustains everything, can talk about a celebrity, the greatest celebrity of all time. We can get a bit of stage fright as we, as we approach God in prayer. And you might be unaware of what to talk to God about. Well, in the last message I preached, we looked at Ephesians chapter um, 1, and we saw Paul wants us to pray for other believers, and he gave us four things to pray. He says he wants us to pray that we'd have a deeper relationship with God, pray that people would keep going in their faith, know their identity, and keep trusting God. Who remembers that message? Who remembers that? Three people? Excellent. Have you been praying that for other believers? Good. Thank you, Dave and Mel. Please take these messages. Take notes. Listen to the podcast, grab it, and apply it. Just like Transform Cambodia is about transforming lives, LifeGate Church messages, these aren't just head knowledge messages. There'll be information that you apply so that you'll have transformed lives. So God wants us to pray for other people. But then I want to take you to, to the Lord's Prayer this morning, because what better place to look at about what to pray when Jesus says, friends, This is how you should pray. Here it is here for Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 to 13. Jesus says, then this is how you should pray. Let's read it together. Are you ready? Go. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our dentals. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And some of us know, for yours is the... 
Amen. Now, why isn't that there? It's in the New King, the New King James Version of the Bible. It's there. But there's a bit of argument. Was it in the original text? Was it added in later? The NIV leaves it out. The New King James puts it in. Whatever. We're working off this text today. What I want to do is, is I break down these verses. And as I talk about each verse, I want you to write down your version of this prayer. Is that okay? Because Jesus says, this is how you should pray. And what we just did, we just prayed it all together. And there's nothing wrong with us praying this prayer, reading it out right. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a good thing. But I reckon Jesus doesn't just want us to make it a prayer like that, but he wants us to pray around things in the prayer, to spend some time on each specific thing. The first thing he says, he says, pray to our Father in heaven. Now, this is radically different from what we saw in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, it was Lord Almighty. It was um, God. It was, it was these titles of respect and honor. And there is that here because it talks about our Father in heaven. It's God in heaven. There, there is this sense of respect and honor. But Jesus calls him Father, which is the Greek word for Daddy, which is this intimate title, this closeness. And Jesus wants you to pray to your father, your dad, your daddy in heaven. It's a close, intimate prayer. Write down your, the, um, for the first line, what's your prayer going to be? I wrote, dear father, that was what I wrote for my prayer. Or you might go, hey, dad. Or you might go, as Ross said, g'day, father. What's your version? Write it in. We're moving quickly this morning. We've got eight minutes left. The second thing is around honor. It says, hallowed be your name. The idea of hallowed is another word for holy or set apart, but it's also about honor and respect of God, that we honor and respect him. And it's interesting that he says, honor and respect his name. And I was preparing this and I went, why did it say his name? Why don't it just say, hallowed be God or hallowed be our father in heaven? Why his name? Well, his name is, represents who he is because God displays his character by how he describes himself. When he says to Moses on the mountain and Moses says, what is your name? And God says, I am the one who has always existed. By his title, it tells us who he is. And Nikki, you'll love this. Throughout the Old Testament, God used names for himself to describe who he is. El Shaddai, the Lord God Almighty. El Elyon, the Lord Most High. Adonai, our Lord Master. Yahweh, Lord Jehovah. Jehovah Nissi, the Lord my banner. Jehovah Ra, the Lord my shepherd. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals. Jehovah, that word, the Lord of our, the Lord of our righteousness. El Olam, the everlasting God. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is our peace. So through God's name, he he, he describes his character. And so when, we, so when it says, hallowed be, honor be your name, it's saying, God, I honor you for who you are. And that's my little prayer as you're writing down. God, I honor you for who you are. That is my healer. That is my righteous. That is my shepherd. That is my provider. That he is my peace. When we say, hallowed be your name, we're saying, God, I honor you for who you are. When you start your prayers, do you say, hey, God, I need this? Is that how you start your prayers? Or do you start with, hey, God, you're great. I just want to spend a few moments 
recognizing and respecting you and honoring you and declaring your goodness. Let's start our prayers, friends, with worship. Let's start. Father in heaven, I thank you that you are. I thank you that. I thank you, God. I honor you that. Start there rather than diving into what you want. The next thing, oh, let me lift one out. Jehovah Sabbath, the Lord of hosts. The next thing is around God's reign. Jesus says, pray that your kingdom, God's kingdom, the king's domain will come. In other words, that God would have a kingdom here on earth. And that's not a physical one. It will be physical at the return of Jesus. But it's a spiritual kingdom where people come under the authority of God, where Jesus, where God is our king. Your kingdom come. The people will have God is their king. And then he goes on that God will is done. That your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Here, I believe Jesus is saying that people will not only have God as our king by title, by name, but we will live in a way that we would live in a way that says God is our king. So we would live his will, his way. What I wrote down for you, you would reign, I wrote, you would rule over your people, God, and that people will live your way. That's what I wrote for this one. That people would live your way. When I was eight years old, I became a Christian in a scripture class. And I want to say I was a Christian like number three, God's reign. I had God as my king, and I want to say it was pretty much as title. It didn't have a huge effect on my life. It wasn't until I was 17 years of age when I had an encounter with God and then I got serious in my faith. Not, it wasn't God was not only the king by title, but it was king of my life where I wanted to live his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. No sin in heaven, no sin in my life. I mean, that didn't happen, of course. Ask my wife, she'll tell you. But it's a desire in my heart to live his way. And I wonder this morning how, how you describe yourself and your lifestyle match up. Is Jesus your king by title? You call yourself a Christian and that's it? Or do you take that title that you're a Christian and then live that out? Because that is what God's will is for your life. You know, I hear people talk to me about why they don't want to become a Christian. And they say it's because of the church. People who say they're Christians with the title, but live in a way that's like anybody else. or Sometimes even worse than other people. Let's be people who say we're Christians and live in God's will. Number, number five, pray for your daily needs. It's here we ask for our stuff. The fifth thing we do is to ask for our stuff. The first, Father in heaven. The second, we honor him, we adore him, we love him for who he is and what he's done. The third thing, we pray that, 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 that God's kingdom would come, that, that, that God would be king over people's lives the fourth thing is that people would live under that authority, that, that it would be God's way throughout the earth. The fifth thing, God, give us what we need. And that's what I've written for my prayer. God, give us all we need. The sixth thing, he says, forgiveness. And forgive us 
our debts or our sins. The Greek word is hamartia, which means missing the mark. Forgive us when we've missed the mark. As we have forgiven our debtors. As we have, in the Greek, is, is this. In the same way, also we. In the same way, also we have forgiven our debtors. Friends, there is a massive connection here between us being forgiven and us choosing to forgive those that have hurt us. Jesus wants us to pray that God would forgive us in the same way we have forgiven those that have hurt us. Ouch. And just to reinforce it, this, this, this prayer finishes in verse 13. In verse 14, it says this, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you your sins. Well, but if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. And you might think that is hard. Aren't I forgiven by the uh, death of Jesus? Isn't, aren't all my sins washed away? And I'd say, yes, they are. But let me also say this. As someone who is a Christian, who, who is in God's kingdom, we choose to live in alignment with his will. We're not Christians just by title, but we're, but we're Christians by the way we live. And because we're a Christian, because we're under God's authority, we say, God, how do you want me to live? I choose to live your way. And God wants us to forgive. So that is our natural thing to do. God, I'm a person who's been forgiven. You want me to forgive others. Therefore, I will and I choose to. So God forgiving me, me forgiving others, that is the natural thing to do because you're a Christian. Now, that may be very, that may be very difficult to do. You may be stuck in that area, but that is God's will for your life. And if you are stuck, come to the end. At the end, when we get the prayer team forward, Marcelo is here this morning. Great to have you back, Marcelo. I know you've been on studying, doing stuff. Marcelo and other people will pray for you today, and they can, and they can ask God to help you to forgive. Here's what I've written out. Forgive my sin, God, as I have forgiven dot, 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 add in name. Forgive my sin, God. Write this down in, in your words as I have forgiven that person. Last one, protection. It, Jesus says, and lead us not into temptation. He asks God, keep us out of temptation. When temptation comes, God, lead me out of that. Protect me from that. And then he says, but deliver us. From the evil one, protect us from the work of Satan. The Bible describes him as a roaring lion. Your enemy, in 1 Peter 5 eight, your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Pray that God would protect you from the work of the enemy. My sentence is, protect me from going astray and from Satan. Let's land this message. Here is my version of, of the Lord's Prayer, Nathan's version. Dear Father, g'day God. I choose to honor you today for who you are. I pray you would rule over people's lives and people will live your way. Give me all I need. Forgive my sins as I have forgiven Michelle. Protect me from going astray and from Satan. Amen. Turn to the person next to you. Show them your prayer. Go. One minute. What did you come up with? Jackie's going to read hers to the church. No pressure.
dear daddy, you're amazing, mighty, perfect, etc., etc. May all people know you. May we live your way. Thank you for providing all we need. Help me be a forgiver and help me to stay on track and not be distracted. Someone else, one more person, want to read out their prayer? You don't have to. Okay, with you, Donna. Come on, Donna. Sorry, Mel. Go on, Donna. Dear Father, your name be honoured. I pray your power over others' lives. Yes. Your will be done in my life and others. Mm. Your provision is all that I need. Forgive me of my sins and help me to forgive others. Protect me, Lord, from from things that may tempt me and from Satan. Yeah, what a really, really good one. Thank you, Donna. Take Take those prayers, guys. And use them, yeah? This is how you should pray. You can pray the, 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 the biblical version, word for word, and you can add to it, flourish it. You could pray this for a long time. Last question before we finish. We have done six weeks in prayer. Here's a question for you. What's one thing you're going to put in place around prayer as a result of this series? Because of what you've heard, we've done lots of stuff around prayer. And maybe it's something that you've already put in place. But what's one thing you're going to put in place in your life because of what you've heard over this six-week prayer series? What's one thing? Turn the person next to you, talk about it, and then we'll close.